Dragon Podcast. Adjust your speaker box, sit back, relax, and remember, your kung fu may be good, but mine is better. When the White Lotus Clan tries to wipe out their Shaolin rivals, one Shaolin warrior has to adapt to the skills of the enemy chief or lose everything. Welcome to the Kung Fu Drive-In Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Vita, and in this episode, we're punching in with Fists of the White Lotus. Fists of the White Lotus, or Clan of the White Lotus, is a 1980 Shaw Brothers Kung Fu film directed by Lo Lee, with action choreography by Lao Kar Lung, and starring Lo Lee, Gordon Liu, and Kara Huey. All hardcore kung fu fans know this classic movie because it features one of the most recognizable kung fu villains in the genre, the white-haired, wispy-bearded, nigh-indestructible priest Pai Mei. One of my Instagram followers, Kiz Cross, called him the, quote, best villain ever. Even casual kung fu film fans know who Pai Mei is, though maybe not by name, because Pai Mei as depicted in these films is the prototypical elderly kung fu villain archetype that has complete mastery over his skill, coldly strokes his long white beard, and throws around his kung fu as easily as a Sunday stroll, except with deadly precision and power. Hollywood director Quentin Tarantino brought Pai Mei into the modern consciousness by featuring the character in his Kill Bill movies. The titular character Bill recounts a tale of his former teacher, the priest Pai Mei, who had mastered something called the five-point palm exploding heart technique. Bill sends the bride, played by Uma Thurman, to learn kung fu from Pai Mei, who's portrayed as a demanding and punishing master by Gordon Liu himself. The character of Pai Mei was based on an actual historical figure who played a major role in the bringing about the downfall of the Shaolin temples during the Qing dynasty. Now here's where things get a little muddled, and we're going to set it straight here. There's another classic kung fu film, Executioners of Shaolin, that features the villainous priest Pai Mei, played by Lo Li. In Fists of the White Lotus, Lo Li again dons the white hair and wispy beard, but he is not Pai Mei. Stay with me. In this movie... Clan of the White Lotus, the character of Pai Mei is featured in one of my absolute favorite kung fu opening credit scenes ever. Lo Li plays Pai Mei's classmate, even though he is essentially reprising his role from Executions of Shaolin. Don't believe me? He says so in the movie. Oh, so it's you, the White Lotus, chief of the Lotus Clan. You bastard. We Shaolins never hurt your clan. Why do you want to fight us? I want revenge. You both killed my classmate, Pamei, the priest. So to recap, in Executions of Shaolin, Lo Li is Pamei, and some consider that movie to be a prequel to this one. In Fists of the White Lotus, Lo Li is not Pamei, but his pretty much identical twin classmate. Speaking of that opening, Gordon Liu's character Wei Ting and his partner A Piao, played by Ching Chu, are racing to a scene of devastation and chaos where they find Pai Mei waiting for them. It feels like we're dropped into the very end scene of the prequel to this movie as our protagonists jump right into battle with the infamous white eyebrows Pai Mei. And man, it's an amazing fight scene to start a film. Big kudos to Lo Li, the director, for ramping up the action immediately and punctuating it with a thrillingly choreographed fight with some incredible freeze frames that capture the intensity of this battle. 
Wei Ting and A Piao throw all they have at Pai Mei, who has mastered a style of Kung Fu that makes him physically indestructible due to the fact that his weak spot is very well hidden and vulnerable areas on normal men, that is the groin, are well protected by his ability to draw his testicles up into his body. Now, this is never shown on screen, obviously, but it is heard with a disconcerting, suctioning, popping sound to indicate that he's performed the aforementioned trick. Take a listen. <laughs> Wei Ting and A Piao take turns going after weak spots on Pai Mei, but he deflects everything without so much as a blink. It's only when the pair start to combine their moves that they start to do some damage. Gordon Liu and Ching Chu jump on, climb over, and throw one another around as weapons in their bid to cut down White Eyebrows. As they realize that their combined fighting styles is their most effective attack, they coordinate and press their advantage as they close in for the kill. Gordon Liu is such an amazing athlete to watch, and he and Ching Chu make an incredible dynamic duo in the final moments of this exchange. The combined tiger and crane styles is what finally undoes Pai Mei as A Piao launches himself onto Pai Mei's shoulders and locks his arm in place, allowing Wei Ting to go after the lower body and weaken Pai Mei's constitution. A Piao, sensing an opening, uncorks his crane beak style and plunges into the top knot of hair on Pai Mei's head, which is, of course, his weak spot. He follows up that strike with a double gouge to the eyes, while Wei Ting goes for a killing blow by tearing at his groin. Guys, that was just the first three minutes of the movie, and already you feel like you got a whole story out of it. That opening clip is available on YouTube, so seek it out and revel in the exciting craziness of it all. Meanwhile, the movie cuts to a few years later, where we learn that both A Piao and Wei Ting were imprisoned for killing Pai Mei. However, an imperial decree frees the men and all their wrongly imprisoned Shaolin brethren. This worries a clan general, Cao Chin Chung, played by Wang Wei Long, because it could mean the return of the Shaolin threat that they fought to extinguish. The general rides immediately to the Temple of the White Lotus Priest, who, again, is not Pai Mei, but is played by Lo Li, and explains his concerns. I'm in trouble. Uncle, you must help me. All Shaolin men will soon be released, and they have possession of their temple. If that ever happens, it would mean trouble for us. Out in the country, Wei Ting, who has apparently been free for some time ahead of the decree, learns of the news and rushes to share it with A Piao's wife, played by Kara Huey, and his fiancée Ching Ching, played by Yong Ching Ching. Ching Ching is busy practicing her own formidable sword style when Wei Ting arrives with good news. A pregnant Kara Huey sobs quietly as she learns that her husband is finally coming home. Meanwhile, up in the mountains, the released Shaolin students and A Piao are making their way back to their homes when A Piao urges that they separate because his bum leg is acting up and he doesn't want to hold them back. Instead, A Piao takes a different route down the mountain where he's met by Wei Ting, his wife, and her sister Ching Ching. Together, they all head back to their home. This turns out to be a fateful decision because the students who go on ahead are ambushed by a number of Lotus Clan soldiers who cut them down mercilessly, though they were really looking to kill their leader, A Piao. Unbeknownst to them, A Piao is already home with his family catching up and enjoying some food and wine. It's, however, a very short-lived peace as the Lotus Clan come calling with an army of soldiers bearing torches and swords. Fight scene. A Piao and Wei Tang alone take on about 50 clan henchmen by dodging clumsy sword strokes and knocking out scores of guys with well-placed punches. Kara Huey and Ching Ching do get in on the action and demonstrate some amazing fighting skill in taking out their own share of the goon squad. Some of A Piao's Shaolin brothers show up in time to lend a hand against the overwhelming odds. The battle comes to an abrupt halt with just one phrase from one man. Complete with the dastardly stroking of the beard, White Lotus clearly explains who he is and isn't and what his evil motives are. Oh, and if you guys out there guessed that revenge was part of the motive, drink! Wei Ting, protecting his newly released friend, goes on the attack and is met with bemused disdain by White Lotus, who thinks so little of Wei Ting's kung fu that he openly mocks it all while effortlessly fending off Wei Ting's sword. It's so easy for White Lotus that he strolls towards A Piao while blocking Wei Ting's attacks, and then steals his sword from him. 
The Shaolin brothers all go on the offensive, but White Lotus is simply far too skilled and quickly peppers them with strategically placed strikes. Again, mockingly, White Lotus sends them on their way. Run away! Run away! Go on! One, two, three, four, five, six, seven! Down! White Lotus apparently uses a kung fu technique so lethal that it kills whoever has been hit with it after 100 steps, as the seven Shaolin students found out firsthand. Ah Piao and Wei Ting think that a repeat of their combined tactics against Pai Mei will work here too, so they break out their tiger and crane fists and go after White Lotus's weak spot. A hobbled Ah Piao is not nearly as effective, so he forces Wei Ting to go look after his pregnant wife in Ching Ching while he tries to fight White Lotus alone. As they fight, White Lotus reveals one of his powers as he makes himself lighter than air and is actually repelled by the force of any punches thrown his way. He simply rides the air current generated by the forceful punches and glides out of harm's way. Lo Li here is so fun to watch as he snidely rips into Ah Piao for his kung fu. <laughs> How dare you challenge me with your so-called kung fu? You don't have a chance! Ah Piao never really stands a chance as White Lotus rips into him and throws him through the air after landing a vicious blow to his chest. His pregnant wife leaps to his side as he's dying, giving White Lotus a chance to take her out as well, but at the last moment, Apiao dives in from front of the attack and takes another lethal blow while getting his wife out of the way. Wei Ting catches Kara Huey who has fainted, leaving Ching Ching to fight the hordes. Though her swordplay game is strong, White Lotus is just too much and quickly cuts her down. When we catch up to Wei Ting and Kara Huey, she explains that there's no way that Ching Ching survived against White Lotus and that they need to hide. Now you might expect some kind of acknowledgement of her untimely demise from her fiancé Wei Ting, but in the interest of time, I guess, there's nary a tear shed. Instead, they decide on a plan to go to a friend's place to hide out and plan their next move. Are you afraid of what goes bump in the night? Have you or your friends ever pondered a conspiracy? Do you want to know more about the unknown? If so, then put on your tinfoil hat, sit down, and pick up your computer, tablet, or phone. Go to iTunes or YouTube and search for Secret Transmission Podcast and listen to us try to explain the unexplainable. Follow us on Twitter for updates on shows. At Secret Transpod. That's S-E-C-R-E-T-T-R-A-N-S-P-O-D. Or you can email us suggestions at secrettransmission at hotmail.com. That's S-E-C-R-E-T-T-R-A-N-S-M-I-S-S-I-O-N at hotmail.com. At Lotus HQ, the clan celebrates their victory, but lament not killing Wei Ting. White Lotus himself plays that thought down, though. But he'll come after us. Hey, why worry? He's not my match at all. To come after us is like seeking death. He can't fight without Hua Piao. You had better stop worrying and concentrate on killing the Shaolins. The clan does exactly that as they roam the countryside seeking out Shaolin students, rebuilding their ruined temples, and slaughtering them en masse. Meanwhile, Kara Huey and Wei Ting connect with Hune Cheng, a friend of Ah Piao's. He's a lanky, squirrely fellow who seems to suffer from some form of alopecia because he's got bald spots all over his head. He takes them in and helps Wei Ting get a job at his factory to keep a low profile. Wei Ting adjusts to his new undercover status, but thoughts of revenge keep playing in his mind. As he reflects on how they first beat Pai Mei, he begins to theorize about combining Ah Piao's crane style with his own tiger style to create some kind of hybrid fist. Crane Bill. If I amalgamate my tiger boxing, the brother Piao's crane bill technique, then it becomes tiger crane boxing. I can beat White Lotus Chief. 
over the next few nights, Wade Ting practices his new hybrid style alone, and we get a look at Gordon Liu showing off his grace and athleticism. Liu's training sequences are always amazing to watch, because he's always able to convey such power and command as he works out. He convinces Hunei Cheng to help train him in Apiao's crane style. Hunei Cheng is hesitant, but he agrees. The next training sequences inject a lot of humor and fun into the movie without abandoning the central revenge thread. Hunei Cheng is way out of practice with his kung fu, and trying to keep up with Wei Ting is a daunting task. He cuts corners wherever he can and tries to hide it from Wei Ting. The scenes are played for pure comedy, and it's fun to watch the interplay of Wei Ting's focused concentration and Hunei Cheng's camp. That being said, it takes a ton of skill to pull off the deliberately hilarious training sequences that Hunei Cheng puts himself through. Kara Huey, who has been quietly observing in the background and throughout, throws some cold water on Wei Ting's ambitions of vengeance. Listen, I know you're close to perfecting your Kung Fu, but I still think you're not his match. Fight scene. Wei Ting heads to the Lotus Temple and directly challenges White Lotus. After cutting through a number of guards, Wei Ting confronts the general, Cao Ching Chun, who states the obvious. No peace till you're dead. Wei Ting then proceeds to take on an entire army of temple guards. It's a typical one-against-a-million fight scene, but the beauty in these scenes is always following Gordon Liu's movements as he weaves through the scene displaying his skill. Sure, it's unrealistic, but when Gordon Liu is on, he makes it all seem possible. He uses his newly learned hybrid style to make short work of the guards until Cao Ching Chun himself steps up to the plate. This battle is fierce because perennial bad guy Wang Lei Long throws as much power and focus behind his fighting style as Gordon Liu does. They mean mug and throw their hands around like they mean it, and it makes for a thrilling fight. When word gets back to White Lotus... He jumps into the fray himself. Leave him to me. Right. Lotus Chief. Hmm. What follows is part of what makes this character such a memorable villain. Wei Ting goes after him so hard, and again, White Lotus sidesteps and glides away in a disturbing economy of motion that flusters Wei Ting. And to make matters worse, he trash talks and strokes his beard throughout the very one-sided fight. At one point, White Lotus literally spins his way away from Wei Ting's attacks and does the ancient Chinese version of brushing his shoulders off and keeps throwing shade while doing it. You must be out of your mind to fight me with your childish tiger crane skill. <laughs> You've got no chance but to go join your friend up Piao in hell for more lessons. You get the sense that White Lotus could kill Wei Ting at any point should he desire it, but... Like a demonic cat, he chooses to play with his food before killing it. Wei Ting has enough ability to evade White Lotus and make him strike one of his minions instead. He manages to escape while White Lotus instructs Cao Ching Chun to go find his hideout. Meanwhile, Kara Huey delivers Apiao's baby and scolds Wei Ting for trying to take on White Lotus by himself. She offers to help him learn more about Kung Fu after she's recovered. And we pick up several weeks later as Wei Ting continues to train with the beleaguered Hunei Cheng. Kara Huey observes the training and starts to piece together how White Lotus is avoiding Wei Ting's attacks when she notices how the wind blows around the paper mannequins that Wei Ting trains with. She inserts himself into his training and shows him how the strength and speed of his attacks creates a draft that the mannequin rides to float away from him. She then shows off her delicate, considered attack style and easily rips up the dummy. Wei Ting balks at the effeminate, gentle style, but when she explains how it works, he's willing to learn. It's a special woman style. Oh. Wei Ting. Huh? You're not good enough to challenge him yet. All right, teach me your style. No problem. You must be patient. It needs lots of work. I don't mind. These are the rules then. You'll do all the things that women do, like sewing, nurse baby, and when you finally mastered all that, I'll teach you. Okay. If it improves me, I'll do it. 
After weeks of sewing and playing mommy, Wei Ting begins training in the more delicate women's style of kung fu. Here, Kara Huey shows off her dancer training and incredible flexibility as she shows Wei Ting the gentler kung fu that relies on slow, precise movements rather than powerful attacks. As the training goes on, Wei Ting picks up more of the soft flowing style and Gordon Liu does a great job of affecting a more feminine posture and style. They demo a fight with Wei Ting combining Tiger Crane with the feminine style which results in a Tai Chi type style with pushing hands and short targeted strikes. Convinced that he's learned what he needs to defeat White Lotus, Wei Ting steals away in the early hours of a morning to challenge him again despite the protestations of Hunei Cheng. Wei Ting arrives at the temple and is met by White Lotus' swordsman. This is a fantastic fight scene with some really great swordplay. Wei Ting more than holds his own, but now employing pieces of the gentler kung fu style, he's able to avoid getting sliced up and even disarms the swordsman before taking them out of the picture. But of course, White Lotus is waiting for him. White Lotus acknowledges that Wei Ting is getting better and there's some clear frustration on his part as Wei Ting manages to avoid his deadly strikes and actually gets in some good hits. And yet the mocking continues. <laughs> You'll have to try harder. Again, seemingly toying with Wei Ting, White Lotus presses his attack and hits Wei Ting with his 100 pace palm which will kill him after he takes 100 steps. A bloody and beaten Wei Ting staggers out of the temple, humiliated and marked for a slow, painful death. Luckily, Hunei Cheng was waiting outside the temple for him and carries him back to his home. A doctor diagnoses that had he walked another 19 steps, the poison would have killed him. He administers an acupuncture therapy that drains the poison from his system. And as he recovers, Wei Ting learns more about the acupuncture that saved his life and tries to apply the tenets of nerve centers and pressure points to his kung fu. With the Feast of the Dragon Boat Festival approaching, a day where White Lotus usually rests, Wei Ting decides it's time to go back for one last confrontation, no matter the outcome. Hi, I'm Thomas Hall, and this is The Hit List. Five Kung Fu Movies You Need to See. This week's hit list, five movies where women kick ass. First up, we have Salvage Mice. It stars Tamura Masuki from Tokyo Zombie, which you may have seen, and it's a great movie, by the way. And in Salvage Mice, two girls go and try to steal back local treasures from museums and give them back to the people who rightfully deserve to have these wonderful uh, Japanese artifacts. It's got tons of kung fu, it's got a lot of comedy, it's a wonderful movie, and you really need to see it. Next up, we have 14 Amazons. It's a Shaw Brothers movie starring Kara Hugh and a ton of badass females. They go to battle because there's no more men in the family who can go out and fight uh, one of China's great uh, villains, and so they gang up together and they make this incredible plan, which is basically a suicide mission. And they decide that they are just gonna mop up the floor with this bozo. It's absolutely incredible. There's so much kung fu, there's so much uh, going on in this movie that you must see this one. Third on this week's list is Mulan, Rise of a Warrior. It stars Wei Zhao and Kun Chen, and it's a realistic action movie about the Mulan legend. It's nothing like the cartoon that Disney put out whatsoever. It shows how she goes from a non-violent woman who lives with her father and is in a farming rural kind of community to become a great battle general. 
the action is fantastic, but the character arc of how she learns how to become a leader is just incredible. Again, you need to see it. It came out just a few years ago, and it's one of the better modern Chinese action films. Number four this week is The Lady Hermit, another Shaw Brothers classic with Pei Pei Cheng. And she plays this woman called the Lady Hermit, who teaches a couple of young people how to follow in her footsteps. They go after this really evil warlord who has been just absolutely dominating the martial arts world. And it's full of really incredible stunts and just a lot of great kung fu. And, you know, anybody who likes Pei Pei Chang, you're just going to absolutely fall in love with her all over again. You must see it if you haven't seen it. And it's one of Shaw Brothers' best. Last but certainly not least is the Cara Hugh movie, My Young Auntie. It's a Shaw Brothers comedy of all things, but she won Best Actress for the role. It's a really fantastic movie where she marries this rich landowner and she wants to try and keep his riches away from his evil brother who would be in line to inherit the money. Uh, she ends up being the aunt of much, much older men who all know Kung Fu, and she gets them involved with a uh, plot to try and secure the inheritance so that this really evil man doesn't get all this money. There's a lot of Kung Fu, it's really, really funny, and she's phenomenal in it. And she really takes on that role of being the aunt, even though she's much younger than any of the people that uh, have to listen to her now, because uh, she's got that role in society. Well, that was the hit list. I hope you have some new movies to check out. Uh, listen here next week when we have more movies that you can't live without. Star Recycle by Jeff Summers, author of the Avery Kate series, has been called intricate with ink black humor by RT Book Reviews and heartbreaking and soaked in blood and steeped in deadly power and desperation by Publishers Weekly. When blood fuels magic, there are mages, there are bleeders, and there are no good people. Learn the words, get the blood, and rule the world. Available everywhere from gallery books. Check out wearenotgoodpeople.com. Along the road to the temple, Wei Ting clashes with Cao Ching Chun for another spirited battle with each fighter throwing all they have into the fight. Wei Ting quickly shifts from Tiger to Crane and back again while Cao Ching Chun spends much of his fight on his heels. Wei Ting's attacks are much more polished and precise and he exploits an opening in Cao Ching Chun's defenses and buries a crane beak into his throat. Moving to the temple, Wei Ting catches White Lotus lounging in a bath and tries to ambush him. White Lotus, however, is too quick and leaps out of the bath buck naked and more than ably handles the attack all while dressing himself. In a slightly more lighthearted battle, White Lotus is wrapped only in a shirt around his waist while he chides Wei Ting for staring at what he must understand is a rather ridiculous sight. Meanwhile, White Lotus's swordsmen go after Wei Ting and force him to pull out a weapon he's created. They look like a mini version of the weapon that Gordon Liu is famous for using in the 36th Chamber of Shaolin, the Triple Irons. Despite the combined blade attacks, Wei Ting manages to elude every strike and cuts down the guards with relative ease. Final fight. White Lotus, incredulous that Wei Ting still walks after his 100-pace palm strike, 
presses his attack in an epic final battle that many Kung Fu fans will cite as the reason they love this film so much. Lo Li pulls out all the stops for White Lotus, and Gordon Liu displays a fun and wide range of abilities as he demonstrates how well he's incorporated the gentle Kung Fu style with his own hybrid fist. Liu often punctuates his strikes with a dramatic, embellished flourish and just as easily switches back to a powerful, hard-striking style. White Lotus isn't as snarky here as Wei Ting reveals another weapon in his arsenal, a collection of acupuncture needles that he deploys during their fight. As they exchange blows, strategically placed needles make White Lotus's body do certain things that he can't control, from hiccups to coughing fits to uncontrolled laughter and weeping. At one point, Wei Ting deadens White Lotus's arms and legs, forcing the clan leader to fight from his knees. Just when things look most grim for White Lotus, Wei Ting charges forward and buries hundreds of needles into White Lotus's body, hoping to hit that weak spot that would kill him. An immobilized and almost catatonic clan leader fights the paralyzing effects of the needles and, in a surprising move, expels them all from his body and returns fire on Wei Ting. Wei Ting takes a hard strike to the chest, which draws blood, but allows him to get in close enough to pull a hairpin from White Lotus's topknot, which he buries into White Lotus's hands. White Lotus crumples immediately, but Wei Ting doesn't believe him, thinking it to be another ruse. But as White Lotus collapses, he drops a shocking parting line. You found my vital nerve. All seasoned classic kung fu fans have seen this film a hundred times, and with good reason. If you're new to the genre, you owe it to yourself to check this film out, as well as the other movies that expand on the story of Pai Mei. While the story might be a bit repetitive, you never mind because of the performances of the main players. Lo Lee did a fantastic job of balancing the humor with the drama and layered on oodles of awesome fight scenes. The movie is available on iTunes and Google Play as well as a number of other on-demand services. Every day, whether you realize it or not, you're moved by the power of visual communication. And that's by design. At Tinbox Marketing Solutions, the goal of that design is to bring effective communication to a myriad of people through shape, color, texture, and sound. Tinbox is a creative services group located in Los Angeles, California, by way of New York City. Their clients include La Tigre, Konami, Pony Footwear, and comedian Jerry Seinfeld. For the bleeding edge in graphic design and print services, don't think outside the box. There is no box. TinBoxSolutions.com Okay, Poison Clan, that's it for this episode. Some anniversary shout-outs to some awesome podcast pals. Afterburner739, happy one-year anniversary. Not another podcast making it to the two-year mark. And the Something Something cast for reaching that three-year milestone. Congrats to all you guys, it's well-deserved. Also, a quick shout-out to Steel Empire, who checked out our first episode on the Five Deadly Venoms, because awesome. Check out all these shows and a number of others via the Potter and Family hashtag on Twitter, because there's a bunch of great stuff out there if you know where to look. Until next time, Poison Clan, peace. Some action, drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting. Ha! This time we swap, we smash the place up with a dragon claws. We walk into the tea house, ready for some action. Drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting. Ha! This time we swap, we smash the place up with a
I see the iron fisted bunk before the daily prayers Shouting bunks on the hands, running down the thousand stairs The fate of Lee Khan, now's in King Yu's hands With the fearless Aida roaring over the land Yeah, the little bitch soldier is old, otherwise Where he wants a world of peace because he doesn't want to fight Yo, got the venom mob laying down the law Bruce Lee delivered kicks, guaranteed to great jars Fight for the cars, then pause, hear the applause Not again, back kicks will defeat the outlaws Very good, but boards don't hit back Yeah, the death jewels here, David is coming back the Tai Chi master, jelly's even faster Could chat a little drink because he is the drunken master Once upon a time in China Rosamund Kwan is real fine but see Maggie show his spine Golden Swallow has arrived Shang Chi movies will the hero will survive We've got the brave archer make his way to the top Of the mountain gonna fight, may as well pick the spot Yeah the sky goes black, cut the vampires back We've got Lam Ching Ying to kill them all to so stand back He plays the black magic on the soul of the sword And our sword will travel until his body's on floors Yeah Wing Chun Shaol in a mantis style Yeah, defeat the enemy and watch him run for miles Blood will spill now on the mountain tops When we bring back the soul of the legendary pops Welcome to the tea house, many for some action Drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting ha. This time it's war We smash the place up with our dragon claws We're walking to the tea house, many for some action Drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting ha. This time it's war We smash the place up with a dragon claw See it's a game of death yo You're facing the big boss It's once upon a time in China counting the TikTok The Shogun Assassin's like some blood just drip drop The head kick, neck drop, balance but won't stop Wanna kill Bill, better get the assassins He's got her just in yellow but she is in the dragon But in the tea rooms, that's where it'll happen She got the bodies on the floor When the blood it'll splatter against the walls No fear at all, to kill them all There's always blood spill when you head into a war Fearless Unleashed The fist of legend that they call Jet Li I'm Bolo Young, yo, I'll always be a beast You rumble in the Bronx, yo, I'm rumbling the streets And it's simple, see the facts are these It's only ever gonna be one Bruce Lee Welcome to the tea house, many for some action Drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting Ha! This time it's war We smash the place up with a dragon claws We're walking to the tea house, ready for some action Drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting Ha! This time it's war